shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Are we together in the house? Let's open our Bibles to the book of Revelation chapter 1. That's where we begin today. We're going to follow the Spirit this morning. Amen. From verse, I'll start from, let's do it from verse 16. Oh, actually, let's do it from verse 15. 14. Yeah, let's start from 14 because it starts from his head. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire. Verse 15. And his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. I know last week Saturday we were talking about his voice. Amen. Verse 16. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. Verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not. I am the first and the last. Verse 18, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and death. Now, the thing points like, what is Jesus, the beautiful white hair Jesus, doing with the keys of hell and death? There's an understanding there. Amen. Why is he holding the keys of hell and death? It's not actually physical keys. (laughs) Amen. Do you know what it actually means? It means he has the understanding to unlock hell and death inside you. To deliver you from hell and death. You know, he has the keys of hell. What is he doing with the keys? Is he the one that is going to open the door for people to go in? No. Hell already opens their door wide. They just want everybody to be coming. But Jesus has keys to lock the door, the gates of hell. Break it, shatter it, finish it in your life. So, what's the word keys? Keys means access. Keys means access. I means I understand it and I have the vaccine for it. I have the antidote for it. Amen. Do we all know that? Yes. The, the day we got born again, wonderful. In fact, the day we got born again, the first miracle in your life happened. New birth is a miracle. Because before, the day before, you were dead. 
Not on the road to Calvary. <laughs> on another kind of road. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2 says, When in time past you walked according to this world, because of this world, cause you were walking somewhere else. But that miracle stopped you. The Bible now says, now Ephesians chapter 2, but God. God stopped you. And so a miracle happened. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But out of sincerity, you confess that after you got born again, you still had some hellish thoughts in your mind. Some thoughts of grave. Maybe that's a better one to use. Some dark thoughts. We still struggle with dark thoughts. And dark thoughts are here. When the Bible is referring to, it says, on this rock, I will build my church. Amen. When you're talking to Peter, with that revelation, on this rock, meaning the rock of revelation, which comes through men, preachers like Peter. Peter was a preacher at that hour, preaching revelation. Amen. So who was Peter at that hour? Peter was the gate of heaven. Because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You allowed yourself to be a gate by which revelation from the Father can flow. Then now says, on this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not be revealed. Who are gates of hell? Men. Human beings. Praise the name of the Lord. Hmm. Should I give you an example of a gate of hell? Come on. There are many. <laughs> I, won't, I don't want to mention one that is alive. Do you get me? <laughs> Lest I get in trouble. Praise God, there are many. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's tough. I want to mention, how many of us know a Chiamanda? Chiamanda. Yes. That's the gate of hell. Gates of hell are fine, They they are refined. Meaning you listen to them. They are attractive. It's not easy to to get to deliver a soul from hell. Excuse me, if hell was not attractive, why are men running there? I mean, if hell, you know, you know the movies where we're growing up, Hellfire, hey, it was good though, to scare us away. But really, when you really meet hell, you will love hell. That's why men are drawn to hell. God should help us this morning. Are you ready to journey with us today? Let's uncover this thing. Amen. So, Jesus has what? The keys of what? Of hell and death. He's able to unlock it. So, now let me just 
let's let's go through the scripture so that we can unlock it. Maybe we should do that that way. We should do it anyway. Let's journey through the scriptures. Praise God. We'll begin to see. This is why I think that's why they brought the atmosphere. We need to be attentive today. Praise God. We need to be attentive today. So we'll begin to see, unlock the parameters or the we need to figure out the levels in darkness. There's a level in darkness that they look like touts. For adventure, they look like street boys, street fighters. Those are demons. There's a level in darkness that they look like politicians. Very refined. Wise. Angel light bearers. Angel of light. You don't know Lucifer. He appeared like an angel of light. Are you saying? So you see there are levels. Are, are we ready? Yes, Amen. Because this is salvation. Now, let me, let me ask you one question. Let me just tell you one question. The day that no evil thought disturbs your mind, the day that darkness doesn't disturb your mind, Satan doesn't disturb your mind, what are you? You are safe. You are an overcomer. You are safe. Not so? When a man, why are you not safe? Because you, you, are, you are not sure. The, the thoughts that I want to think, like Paul would say, the things I want to do, I do not do them. The things I don't want to do is what I find myself doing. Are you seeing? The death, because you are not yet in control. Or rather, God is not yet in control. So there is still trouble. There is still, the day you still, as long as you still have anxieties in your heart, lack of peace, because of uncertainty of tomorrow. It means that you are not yet safe. Because when you are safe, you will come to a place where it says, Thou hast shown me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. And at thy right hand there are pleasures for you. It means that you will know the path of life. You will know where you are going. Then you are safe. Amen. So, there's a, there's a wisdom. There are two ways to come to safety. There's one wheel, but inside that one wheel, they are unveiling two things. It's a double-edged sword. What are they unveiling? They are unveiling the person of Jesus. At the same time, as you are seeing the person of Jesus, you are also seeing the what has been troubling you since. Darkness. Are you seeing that? So, you begin to see both opposites as a double-edged sword as you are going in, in righteousness. Am I communicating somebody? Uh, can we open our Bibles? Let's start with Luke, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Uh, just because, uh, let me encourage us, amen, as we undergo this journey. I have to encourage us first. Praise God. <laughs> uh, like, we have a question? Go ahead. Between hell and death. Uh, um, we'll answer that one. I'll answer it later. Yes. Uh, I'll answer it later. Uh, in in sh- in short terminology, one is the fullness of evil, wickedness. The other one is appears as your friend, the angel of light. It is like this, like hot and cold. It's like how Satan manifests. The same Satan, hell and death, but how he manifests. So hell is like the is like the covering of death. Yes, but I'll just leave. I don't want to go into for now for the sake of this teaching. But if later I can explain it to you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see Luke chapter 10. 
How many of us like salvation here? Amen. And this is your place. <laughs> Amen. We like salvation. This is your place. Amen. Let's see Luke chapter 10. From verse 18. verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Then there's a comma. And over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amen. I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Now, when Jesus says, I give unto you power, power, what is power? What does the Bible call power? Huh? The gospel. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Not so? So the hearing of the gospel is the receiving of power from on high. And you will take the, that means you are receiving power over all the power. So if you don't receive power, you don't have the power. Am I communicating? But now let me calm down. Because power, the way God delivers power. He delivers power according to, amen, according to also the dimension of enmity you are fighting. Now, hear me, just hear me. The day you got born again, power was given unto you. Why? Because you heard the gospel, not so? At least you heard the beginning of the gospel, that believe Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you shall be saved. Is that not a gospel? That is the beginning of the gospel. As the Bible will say, from faith to faith. That's the beginning of your faith. The beginning of the gospel. So you believe the gospel. What power was given unto you? The name of Jesus. That the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So by just that beginning, that believing of that beginning, you already have power. Amen. Now let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Amen. Amen. Somebody says Satan is in trouble today. Uh, 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 uh. Amen. How many of us know that no man is your enemy? No man is your enemy. Not even your uncle from your village. The enemy is the evil spirit that is using the uncle from the village. And let God judge the uncle. Me, let me judge the spirit. 
Praise God. So let's see uh, Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Whole. When you got born again, you began it. But is, who, is, who, is, who is the book of Ephesians written to? The church of Ephesus from chapter 1. And the faithful in Christ Jesus. So he's telling you that you are born again. You need to put on the whole armor. And he's, Paul is saying, okay, maybe you have put on a little bit. But you need to put on now the what? The whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against the walls of the devil. Then verse 12 describes the, describes the levels in darkness. What you are wrestling against. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's what I just said. No man. No man is your enemy. Is it not clear? No man is your enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Aside from demons. Principalities, powers. Now, rulers of the darkness of this world are not demons. I say rulers of the darkness of this world, they are not demons. And you can't cast them out in the name of Jesus. You need to outgrow them. Excuse me. How long has Christianity been around? 2,000 years. How long have they been casting out evil spirits? 2,000 years. How come these rulers of the darkness of this world are still there? It means that one does not operate by cast out. It operates by governance. Are you obeying their governance? Or are you disobeying their governance? That's how that one works. You need to journey with me today. Praise the name of the Lord. So, for wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. These are the ones that people will say there is no God. High places, you don't know where they are trouble, they are controlling you from. Eh. You don't know where they are controlling you from. <laughs> I, I always want to wonder, you know, I, you know, I was listening to a message yesterday where I was talking about the scientists. Why are they so afraid? They, they are not actually, they don't really like knowledge. Why are they so afraid that we can no longer have a conversation? Okay, I'm a servant of God, let us discuss. They say, no, there's no God, there's no God. They just want to shut down the case. <laughs> Why are they afraid of having conversation? They just want to shut it down. It means that something is controlling me. I always used to wonder when I was in school, many professors like us, trying the sciences. Nobody sent them, just teach your biology and go home. Why must you bring God into the discussion? Just leave God alone, teach your biology, teach your chemistry and go. It means that there's something wrong. Why must you touch God in the, in the lecture? The God won't come and disturb you in the lecture. The God say, okay, I want to have an argument. God left you at your lecture. Teach your people. <laughs> Teach your <laughs> But somehow you always see there's an hate. There's an hatred. 
And that goes to the answer of hell and death. Hell is the presentation. Death really is hate. Hate is the opposite of love. If you smell it, the way you can smell anything that is wrong, does it make you hate God more? Is there a taste, is there a smell of hatred of your God around that place? Know that it's not from God. Period. That smell is a smell. Sometimes it's not to make it more practical. It's not to be as far as a smell of hate of God. It could be a smell of hatred for God's servants. Those who God are using to bring light. Yes. Because you can't see God now. But they can smell God in a person trying to bring light. If you can smell that hate of a God's servant in a place, it's not from God. Because what does death want to do? He wants to, he hates God, so he wants to sever you from God. He wants to separate you from God. So the reason for the dangling of the candy of the gates of hell, the sweet mouth, amen, is just to get you to see that, ah, don't be too serious with God. Don't, it's not that deep. That's all. Because once you start saying it's not that deep, what will happen to your soul posture? It won't be that deep in your soul leader. So you will start shifting away. Uh-huh. Are you saying that? And if they can draw you enough, that's when you will now meet the guy called death. Hate. 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 Is this thing is so true. I'll just gist you a gist, but I'll use wisdom and gist the gist. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so I was watching on Daystar. Daystar, somebody who used to be on the other side. Yeah, you get me. And was now straight. Uh, you, you getting me now? Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I came on Daystar. I started gisting. Now she, the person is now born again. And so she, he used to go for their camps. And knows them very well. He says those people, they hate Christians. It's when they go for those, their camps. All the talk is about Christians. How bitter they are. They know that it's not something they want to be saying in public. Because they also use it to also try and get us. So they go and do high camp. And all they was now saying, all the, they was now spilling out all the hate. All the, the evil things they talk about Christianity. He was revealing everything. And he was not so, he was, because he was giving his old testimony. He was a pastor's son. He wanted to rebel. And that's how they now said from school. And that's how they invited him for, inviting him for this their camp or whatever. And that's how they took him out of the way. So he went deep. He knew them well. And he says, mm-mm. By the time he started saying that thing, he said, this thing is hate. You know how this appearance is love? No, it's a lie. Is a lie. That's how you always know Satan. When hate is smelling, bitterness is smelling. Run away. That's death. Praise the name of the Lord. You can smell it now in media nowadays. 
that's why I promise I will not join them to say anything negative about pastors and men of God and churches. Why? Not that I don't have anything negative to say. I see the same thing people are saying. But they, they are doing the job well. I don't need to help them. I don't need to add now. They are already doing the job too well. Perfectly. I'm not going to join the chorus. I mean, if somebody do the job perfectly, do you guys have the person? <laughs> I used to with this COVID thing. That's why I didn't join, though. They went to put one pastor in prison also because I'm, I'm not supporting what he did. But even the facts. See, so the media use it, they use it to use sing song. Singing song. Normally, pastor's case doesn't enter media. Hey, but this one, every day, they were following the case. What's happening the next day? When is going to court next? But <laughs> I was smelling hate. I don't support what he did, but I will not join the chorus. Because it's coming from death. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, when some of us from Nigeria, when you see some, some boys talking on the internet, don't leave them home. Just give them space. So you get me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, God, I'm not saying that everything that, you know, men, men of God or preachers are doing is okay, is good. Am I communicating? And sometimes, those men, the reason why they are still alive is because what the men of God are doing is not good. You get me? Maybe. I don't know. That's not my place to judge. But the fact that they are already doing it, somebody is already doing it, why should I add? Do you think the, the preacher don't know that people are criticizing him? Why should I not add to the criticism? Amen. So are we seeing, so are you seeing, so darkness. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality and powers. Are we still together in the house, please? Principalities and powers against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in where? Where are they? It means when they are troubling you, you will not know. I kid you not. I know. I remember one year, I said it on a, something was troubling me the whole year. Until Believers Convention came, the last day, Reverend's message. It shall deliver us from our enemies and them that hate us. Without teaching about hateful beds, evil spirits. You will not know. And that day I go, I, that's when I saw the revelation was disturbing me. Those ones say something will be disturbing you. Am I communicating? But you'll be absolutely ob- ob- oblivious to them. Do you know what is disturbing Western nations? Is spiritual wickedness in where? In high places. High. You go to a man, if no, no, it has no sense of need for God, no sense at all. Ah, you are gonna. It's better that you had a demon. I knew that you had a demon. I knew they needed help. Then sometimes I don't think there are too many demons in this. World. <laughs> there, there are a lot of them in Africa. Because when I first got there, ah, not too many. Demonic operation. You don't hear of that too much. 
Whereas when you go on YouTube and watch African deliverance programs, you see people jumping on the distance. Ah, ah, where are they here? It's like when the demons came here, they saw the spiritual weakness in that place. They say, Baba. somebody who, and you can almost even measure it by number of years they've been here. You see somebody maybe who was born here. And you see somebody who just came from maybe Africa two years ago. The mind, except God has helped them, you get me with right, righteousness. You see that there's a gap in mindsets. They are both Nigerians though. Or both from Africa or whatever. But you see there's a gap in mindsets. I wonder what happened. <laughs> He has been culturing happens in the mind. Thought processes. So when you are dealing with spirits that sell thoughts, that handle thoughts, that manage thoughts, it's not by cast out here. You have to grow out, grow them. You have to outgrow them. Can I prove it to you? Let's open to Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. I read from verse 6. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so born again, you know, so that's the altar call. How many of you want to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior? Now, after you have received him as personal Lord and Savior, the next step is that you walk ye in him. Amen? You walk ye in him, and the explanation of walking in him is verse 7 and 8. Rooted and built up in him. And established in the faith as he have been taught. Amen. So after you get born again, teaching will get you rooted. He's teaching you as he have been taught. What are they teaching you? Doctrine of Christ. The gospel of Christ. Teaching. Teaching will get you rooted. Teaching. Teaching will get you built up. Teaching. Teaching will get you established. There's a reason why I'm saying this. It's this same teaching that will help you overcome those spirits. You will see it here. Because what are they teaching you? Christ. I said, what are they teaching you? Christ. To get you rooted in Christ. Built up. What would they use to build you up in Christ? Christ. Teachings of Christ. Knowledge of Christ. And then get you established in Christ. Am I communicating somebody? As you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware, lest any man spoil you with philosophy, vain deceit. You are not dealing with the spirits. These are the spirits that, what they churn out, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. They are not demons trying to come and shake your body. They are trying to sell you philosophy. They are trying to sell you thoughts. They are trying to sell you ways of living. Rudiments of this world, vain deceit. They are trying to tell you religion. They are trying to sell you traditions of men, cultures, autos, ethnicity. And what's the final one? And not after who? And not after who? So what have they been teaching you to get you rooted? Christ. Built up Christ. Established Christ. So as they are teaching you Christ, what is living? What is evading the place? Rudiments of this world. Traditions of men. Am I going to get it? Philosophies. Vain deceits. Amen. Why? Okay, just one very clear example. Vain deceit. This world. Troubles of this world. 
Is that not why many people are so busy? Too busy, too busy. Hey, hey, hey. So always panting, unrest. Two job, three job, four job. <laughs> Amen. Unrest. Why? You are pursuing vanity. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you should not have good things, not have house, not have, but they are many, you know, let's be honest. They are vain things that we go after. Vain targets that make us want to work harder. And you say, well, I'm not earning enough, I need a second job. It's because of a vain target most times. I'm not saying all the time, amen, but most times. It's because you, are, you have a vain target you are trying to meet. So where did the vain target come from? One of the spiritual wickedness. In where? In high places. It did not come from God. For love not the world, neither the things in the world. For if any man loves the world, what happens to him? The love of the Father is not in him. Love not this world. Don't be too vain. It's one of the biggest hindrances. Amen. Now, hear me. I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere. Let's see verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Then verse 10. And ye are complete in him, which is the head. Are you seeing who is the head? The head of all principality and power. So now, learning Christ will get you where? Will get you to on top of all principality and power. That's where I'm going. It started with being born again. When you are born again, at the name of Jesus, demons will tremble at your presence if you have faith enough. And we'll go back there. Amen? But when to deal with evil spirits, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, what do you now need? You need Christ. You need to be taught. They need to teach them out of you. The vanities of the mind, right? Am I, uh, amen? This world, all those, th- they need to teach, teach you new ways of thinking. Now that I've said it, I want, I'll come back down. I'll come back down and bring us up from down. Amen. Amen. Are we together? Praise God. But first, now, let me just establish this truth as we know it. Now, how many of us here have ever manufactured your own thoughts? How you think? You, you, are able to, you are able to determine how you are thinking. If there's anyone that will clap for you, I'll come and ask you how you did it. Amen? Because nobody can. Our thoughts come from experiences. But mostly from spirits. How do I know? Those days that you sleep fine and wake up depressed. It means what happened through the middle of the night. An evil thought, a wrong thought came. The Bible says why men slept. What happened? The enemy came and sold tears. Or how many of us sometimes you just see something on Instagram. Before you know it, your, your whole mood. The excitement of your mood just wane. Are you seeing that? 
So it means that you don't have control of thoughts. And thoughts are not seen, meaning it's spiritual. So where where the fights of thoughts are, are, that's really where the battle is. The warfare of, what thoughts are you going to buy? What thoughts are you going to pick up in the spirit? And now let me tell you, if you are not hearing the word of Christ that forms thoughts, because the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life, you will not have any defense. Put on the whole armor of God. You will not have any armor against what? Against the thoughts, the wiles of the devil. It's not possible. And that's why if you take a soul, just don't nobody should try, don't try this at all. Nobody should try this. Take yourself out of brethren for no let me not don't even try one year. Don't even try it at all. For three months, you will see, just check your own your thought process will be waning. Your thought process will be shifting. Is 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 not is not this is not God is not a magician. Just is what happens because how many of us have you ever gone one day? You have said, "I'm not going to think today. I'm not going to think today." Ashamalakale, hey, I will not think today. Is a lie. After you, as you stop the prayer, that thought will come again. Why? <laughs> In the realm of thoughts, you can't just pray it out. You have to learn it out. Meaning you have to learn and not that thing for that thought. Praise God. One thing that I know Christ teaches, one of the ends of learning of Christ is that godliness with contentment is great gain. Now, when a man is content, do you know how many thoughts you've just killed? Hey! Do you know how many thoughts you just killed when a man is content? If you are driving maybe one Ford SE small car, when you have relent Christ, you'll be content with that car. And don't now say, ah, no, God doesn't want you. No, no, no. A time will come, you buy a bigger car, unless you be, yes. Because when you're not driving, even van, you see that thing shining. But there was a time where I was very scared. I used to call it Keke Napep. What else? Remember that? Pit, pity Cruiser. The car can just stop in the middle of the road for no reason. Just by itself. <laughs> yeah. But how many people did personally pick up in that car to come for meeting? To go for a battle? Was he not doing the job? As in, he was getting the to be very about Jesus. He was like, I don't know, I don't know how to do it. Who that man said was a problem. Praise God. But in due time, you, that thing, open the SUV, open whatever, you will get it. So that's not the problem. Whether you get it now, you get it when you are 35 or 40, it doesn't matter. You still get it. It's nothing. One good example, I remember when iPad first came out, that was the one that used to really scatter my head. Whoa. This is lit. This is, I was saving up for it. Then I, I don't know, I've shared my testimony. God now to do some dealings with me. To save me from that thing. 
It's okay, so you are saving for it. No problem. Thank God. Thank you for saving. Or you are going to buy it and go and give it. <laughs> that, that was the dealing they gave me. So I had to go and buy an iPad and give it as a gift. Yes. But he saved me from that title. He did save me. That, that was the end. Because now I was now afraid of wanting anything. Because I was afraid of what they would now tell me to do again. <laughs> so when I see something, I'll just be, I'll just be hopeful. Hey, I don't want it. <laughs> so I don't know if you save money, I'll be buying things for people. <laughs> Which they use wisdom to deliver me. But later on, I go iPad, I will lost. Now, my children, we get them the small, small one. There's every, everywhere, everybody has it everywhere. When you use the iPad, if somebody buy brand new iPad now, and now you're using to minister, you know then it was a big thing for pastor ministers. Hey, hey, that come up to talk. I now flip the deal like this, and everybody, hey, they say this man of God has transformed, he has gone to the next level now. Now you come and flip anything, people say, bring Bible, now you, now you, now you, now you wasting your time, yeah. So what was it? Vani. Vani. Finish vanity. Vanish. Literally, iPads are vanished. Even though you still have it, it means nothing now anymore. And that's value. The reason why people are going there is because of value. Because once everybody has something, the value is gone. Yes. 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 How many of us have watched Titanic? The way that bo- they were fighting for tickets to enter that ship. Are you, are you communicating? The way they were fighting for tickets to enter that ship. Value. <laughs> but today, who, who fights for tickets to enter that ship where I can fly? <laughs> In fact, they, even, they, even, they, even, they have a bad slang for it. What's the word? Like they, say, they call it fresh up the boat. Is that how they, <laughs> when they, say, they use as a, as a bat slang, you use boat. Maybe they say because you can't afford to fly. So you use boat to come from Africa to Canada. So they don't say fresh of the boat. It's a, it's a yam. They actually, they, they actually giving you, <laughs> they actually giving you bullets. They are shedding you. Whereas, how many years ago, it was the in thing. Or how many of us, and it's even now, this one is even more practical because it's still the case where we, many of us come from in Africa to even fly. Hey, Aventar plane. It's not, that's the, you get me. But here, there was a year before COVID, there was a year because of work, we used to fly, I used to fly every month. I was even annoyed with flying. I don't, I hate flying because of uh, overuse. No value. Whereas when I was coming from Nigeria, ha! I need to take picture. <laughs> so when I that case, I say I went to the Netherlands. I didn't go to the Netherlands. I just stopped in the airport. It's a lie. <laughs> so everybody say, where have you been? I've been to Europe. It's a lie. You visited the airport. <laughs> you walked up and down the airport and the escalator. That's all. God. Value. 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 Men put value on vanity. 
So right now, I think, hey, new iPhone is coming. Before you know it, that, that same iPhone, you'll be using it to, the thing is not even working. Value. And guess what? Now, you know, the, when those things first come out, they're very expensive. Uh, so most times, what would you now start complaining? God, I'm not making enough money. This is my job self. How much is it? 40, 50k. I can't even afford iPhones. Look at my mates. Look at me. I'm still using LG. See? See? Oh my mates, when they take picture, I think it's clear. The pixel is complete. <laughs> when I'm thinking... <laughs> my own picture, they can't even see my teeth. See? <laughs> You see, when, you know people, you know, you know how people line up in Apple Store. People line up in Apple Store when the new day one is just coming out. Some people will line up for days, for hours, waiting for the phone. And when the phone comes, it's very expensive. Later, they will now do fifty percent discount because nobody is interested. The value has gone down. Amen. Now there is a balance. Oh, God wants you to prosper. We are not poverty preachers. I'm not poor. But the mercies of God. Amen. God wants you to prosper and prosper well. But you must deal with vanity. Deal with the world inside you. It's what 99% of the time is what slows down your responsiveness to God. Yes. Because you will feel somewhere that God is not doing you well. And once you feel that God is not doing you well, your response to the word is slow down. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let's go back to Luke. I, want, I said I want to come back down. I want to teach it again from the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 10. I will now interpret that Luke chapter 10 well again for us. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Luke 10. I beheld Satan fall from, and I beheld, and I said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions. That's one. And over all the power of the enemy, that's two. Now, he says he has delivered, he has given you the power. Now, hear me. The first power, which is to tread upon serpents and scorpions, is the allocation called the name of Jesus. The second power which is the power over all the power of the enemy, meaning the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, is what? Is the allocation of the doctrine of Christ. So to overcome the second power, you need what? You need doctrine. I'll put it to you again. Amen? I'll put it to you again. You know sometimes, if you allow your enemy to talk too much, he'll reveal himself. This is what, what, what happened in the book of Job. 
Amen. That's why I'm in the book of Job. Are you? Are we together in the house? We are going after hell today. So let's see. So you see in the book of hell, in the book of Job. Sorry. <laughs> in the book of Job, forgive me. <laughs> but hell has book too. You get me. Hell also has book. Lying books. <laughs> Lying knowledge. Amen. So in the book of Job, <laughs> I hope that's the last I'll hear of that. Nobody will go and use it to, <laughs> to be shading me after this ministration. That's a James book of hell. Eh? <laughs> uh, I'll use Revelation and explain it back to you. <laughs> Amen. Are we together in the house, please? Let's see it. Amen. Verse 6. Job chapter 1 verse 6. Now there came a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. The guy came to hang out. And the Lord said unto Do you know how he came? He came as an angel of light here. He came as an angel. So he came as an angel. So maybe yesterday he had just killed some people. Because that boy, he kills people every day. But then you know, you know, you know sometimes maybe you are rushing somewhere. Maybe you, you, you just came from work. Maybe you work in construction. Do you get me? But and then you have to quickly just change your dirty clothes, bath, and then go to church. That's, what, that's how Satan just did. Because he's a killer. He's a murderer from the beginning. But he won't come there with his bloodstained clothes. He will come there with as angel of light. As a nice guy. With white white garments. <laughs> I'll show son of God, son of God, <laughs> son of God meeting. So he came. Because they used the word Satan. When he's operating as a as a as a mad person, as a as a tout, as a street fighter, he's a devil. Evil doa. But when the guy wants to be touch, he can be touch as well. When the Bible talks about the Antichrist, that's Satan they are describing there. The Antichrist, the Bible says he will come peaceably. You will love him. The kind of person that everybody will love. He will provide solutions for problems. In fact, he may even make Africa rich. Hey, finally! Ah, well, finally! Hey, Africa is no longer the... You have vindicated. This is what Daniel prophesied concerning that man. It's not like we, riches are not good, though. But when, you know, there are sometimes like you, when you are rich, you can, you, you get me, someone can make you rich, and you will know that you, the thing will leave a spirit behind. It will leave a thought that there is no need for God. Very accurate, yes. You know, when you see some, maybe some African leaders, you know, not the bad ones, maybe even all, most of them, even the good ones, maybe who are trying to still do some things, they, you won't see them, you won't see them saying that, you know, not talking about God. They'll say, thank God, God is, you get me? You see, see that language. Well, most of them, when you see some people doing even good things, everybody has agreed is good. 
even the, just by their outlook, by their nature, you can tell that there's no God inside there at all. That in fact, by that good, they are telling you that we can do good all by ourselves. You don't need God to survive. That's what the Antichrist will be like. So everybody will love him. I, I kid you not. If you're a baby Christian, you will love him too. Because you are not coming to understand him. And that's how Satan, devil is not like that. They are one person though. He manifests as Satan. The same guy will change clothes. Amen. And this is very simple. If I beat you up, and you say you are not losing, you are not letting go of God, what's the next thing to do? Come as a friend now. Ah, no, but you know, let's reason it with the this thing. Do you know what happened to Jesus? The Bible was very clear. Who entered Judas? They didn't say Satan. He says the devil. The devil entered Judas. When he was talking to Peter, who entered Peter? Satan. The same guy, I know he's the same person. I'm not saying the, the expressions. How do I know Judas is a devil to carry him, arrest him, beat him up, bamboozle him? Peter, ah, no. Ah, Jesus, ah, ah, we get you. Now we did this thing together. I'm your bodyguard and your chief guy. Am I communicating? Oh, oh, Peter did not say anything bad now. What did Peter say? He didn't say anything bad. What did Peter say? No, no, Lord, you won't go to Jerusalem. You'll go and die. We are your guys. I was seeing how Jesus dissected the Satan from the man. He was the same man that two days ago, Father, <laughs> I don't know if I'm communicating to you. I said, it's the same Peter. It's the same Peter. If you can't read the scriptures well, the Bible says after that event of that revelation, Jesus knew that it was time for the things to happen, for his death to happen. Can I pray? Let's go there. Let's go and read it. We'll come back to Job. Amen. I still have 45 minutes, please. Amen. Let's journey this journey. Um, I believe it's Kansas Owner will help me. I believe it's Matthew chapter 16, if I'm not mistaken. Jeannie, can you help me? Look it up. What did you say? Yes, the Peter story. Verse 22. Thank you. Is it Matthew 22 now? Matthew 16, 22. Okay, so I was right on 16. I just reverse. Okay, thank you. Amen. Yes, so it says, But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me. Satan, thou art an offense unto me, for thou severest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Now, this is Matthew chapter 16, verse 22. Now, go up to Matthew chapter 16, from verse 16. So, 16 and 22. The same chapter. Are you hearing me? The same chapter. In verse 16 of 16, it says, And Simon Peter answered, and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, 
They just blessed him. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I shall give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever thou shalt bound on earth shall be bound. And when they say this kind of thing, will your head not be swelling? So Peter's head was swelling. And what happened? Door opened. Because do you know what Peter would have been saying? I'm just trying to, just help me. I'm just trying to put myself. Ah, ministry don't start to. Father has spoken. Elohim has. <laughs> God is coming. The perfect light is coming. Lord of the song we sing. Elohim is coming. Father is coming. He has already said, this is, ah, this is the Christ, the Son of the living God. We can now finally start ministry. And it will blow. And this one is a ministry that he has this by revelation that can gates of hell cannot fight it. Ah! Then the same man who is now your, who is the head of the ministry now come and say, I want to go and die. Ah, ah no, please, no. What's wrong? What is what is wrong with you, sir? I think we've been and nobody has been able to say it, say, but all of us have been suspecting that comment. Because it's not today the comment started. Destroy this temple. Three days I'll build it up. This man, stop talking like this. Everything you are saying is making sense, but this one is not making sense, man. They couldn't get it. The thing was that troubled them. Judas was the first person that was very troubled. Judas was very said, okay, let me start making money for myself. So they, as an accountant, you can let me save. We'll say we're doing the ministry, but we're keeping a little bit for myself now. <laughs> so Judas has already calculated earlier on. But all of them had trouble with those statements. All of them. And this one, this is what did it for Peter. Peter is like, when they now finally say the ministry has started, that's when you want to go and end. Door opened. Light door. Amen. I say, what door is that? Light door. Are you seeing that? Light door opened. Are you seeing the different operations? So, the guy who came up in that Sons of God meeting was who? Was Satan. <laughs> Are you seeing how Jesus judged Satan? He says, Thou savest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. It means men like him. It means, say, so Satan visits you, you'll be interested in your affairs. How are you doing? I want to help you. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I think this is the time. You now you guys need to move to something else. Again, you guys have tried. He'll be encouraging you. We don't have time. He did this to Jesus too. The three temptations. You see the different manifestations. The first temptation was the temptation of flesh. Because he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Turn this stone to bread. The second temptation was the temptation of the devil trying to force him. Showed him all the wonders of cities, mighty things that he has, and says, Worship me, and I'll give it to you. Meaning, bamboozle him. The third temptation was the temptation of an angel of light. If thou be the Son of God, it'll be, I'll just come to help you. Show yourself. Just do a little bit. 
I'm not even asking you for anything. You don't have to even worship me. I'm not even asking for anything. He said, just show yourself. Lest you, is it not written? Are you saying light? This Psalm 91 we use every day. We will use it now. If it was us. Ah, Psalm 91. Yes, it's true. He calls his angels to take charge of us. Lest we dash our feet against a stone. Okay, let's do it. I'm a son of, am I not a son of God? <laughs> Let me prove it. <laughs> and it is that it may happen and God may save you from that event. But you've just missed out on destiny. Yes. Because thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. If you're a son of God, you will know that. When you're a son of God means you do what God wants. You don't go and do another anything for yourself. You show for yourself. And so, right at that last temptation, it was a son, a former son, talking to another son. <laughs> uh, who was he? Lucifer. Angel of light. A cherubim of glory. A covering cherub. Covering cast. He was a son of God. They called them sons of God. So that was the meeting he went to in that job. So he knows what sons should do. Sons are not expected to disobey. A child can disobey. You teach the child. But as a son, a son should not disobey. A son should be doing what his father wants. That's what makes him a son and not a bastard. And so he knew sonship. So the last temptation, don't give me anything. I'm not alone, I'm your friend. But just show yourself. But in showing yourself, you are disobeying God. You are doing something outside the parameter of sonship. So God can send, we'll send angels, other sons, <laughs> to go and take charge of you. But you will lose destiny. Are we seeing instructions? Are we seeing blessings in this? Amen. Can I continue? So let's go back to Job now. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Chapter 1. Now there came a day when the sons of God came to present themselves. So he also came to present himself. Amen. When the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord, and said, He revealed himself. He revealed himself. Now let me tell you something. When the Lord is speaking to you, you cannot lie. You can't. Because he knows that God already knows what he's doing. <laughs> but who in that not lying is also lying. That why did he use the word to and fro, up and down? If you really know what those words means, I have destroyed people. He did not say that. Some babies were just born. I already arranged their destiny in to and fro. And while I was coming up, I saw Job, but that's the reason why I'm here. I want to destroy Job too. He did not say, I'm just coming from destroying people. So he lied. But you can't really lie. <laughs> so he was trying to use wisdom. See, going from to and fro, and what? And up and down. Am I communicating? 
Now, in the John, in the to and fro, amen. And I, I think you mentioned it on Thursday as well, just briefly. In the to and fro is where you judge serpents and scorpions. Wise, what did God cause the serpents to be? That out of the best, the out of your belly will crawl on the dust, something like that. Not so. We, uh huh. Yes. Okay. But so he's a ground. Is an is a ground guy. Serpents, scorpions, who are ground boys. Am I communicating? So, sub the intent in darkness, the guys who are ground boys, not spiritual wickedness in high places, high places versus ground boys. Those ones you can deal with them using the name of Jesus. Is anybody hearing me today? We still have journey to journey, so just let's journey together. Amen. Those ground boys, how do you deal with them? Using the name of Jesus. That's why it's in his name you cast out demons. Don't use revelation for demon, no. Don't say Colossians chapter 2 and the demon is disturbing you. Don't be reading Colossians. <laughs> you cast that demon out in the name of Jesus. Yes. Don't give them space. Use the name quickly. If you are able to remember the scripture, a scripture like he has given me power over to turn upon serpents and scorpions, use it that in the name of Jesus, I cast you out now. It works. Yes. yes. You have a question? When is a demon with a devilish or satanic oppression? Okay, wonderful. Demon, they, they don't, they, you will know that it's not, it's not your thoughts. You know it's another thing, it's another, it, it's a possession, that's the word. So they call you, they will call it demon possessed. So the, the vessel, the host of the demon, no, most times when, when you watch such deliverance services, you will see there was two voices will start talking. The person who was hosting the demon will know that they are hosting somebody, a spirit. They will know. Whereas when is he and and because demonic possessions or those are also demons, satanic possessions are also demons, but when is like a spirit, like a evil spirit or a ruler of darkness of this world, or a seductive spirit, all those ones, you are the one who will bite their thoughts. And now use the thought for your own self. Okay. So it's not a possession. You're actually using, you are, to you, you are living your life. But you bought their thought and using it to live your life. Jane, go ahead. And that's why that one is more difficult because it's who you are now. They sell it as who you are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speak louder. Yes, I, 
I, I, maybe I'm not on the phone, but let me try and explain, and you will tell me whether I, under, whether I understood it. Now, if it's something that's like not you don't have it right now, and it is like a panic attack, it just coming to you in that minute. It could be a demon, and you can cast it out. But sometimes, you know, after sometimes, if people have entertained demon for too long, it turns into one of those spirits because they will now they, they will, because they are also looking to grow you. As you have been led, uh, uh, that's First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse two. Yes, they will lead you. They are also leading you in the course of this world. So they will hand you over to high, higher spirits because they say, "Oh, this one is working for us, so is is uh, you know uh, uh, you know accepting of us." So they will hand you over to higher spirit, and that's when they think about you. They now use terminology like mental health. Subsecated. That one, it means that it, at that point in time, the person may not be demon-possessed. Maybe before they were demon-possessed, but now it's no longer that they're demon-possessed. They've now bought it as their own person, their own thoughts. And that's why it's difficult. You can't just lay your hands on such a person and cast out a demon. Because it's no longer just a demon. It's now they've bought the thoughts. It's now who they are. So they will now call it mental health. You have to teach it out of them. Yes. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Uh-huh. But so somewhere you would know. You will know whether this is something foreign. I didn't have it before. Uh-huh. It is something foreign. And then it's, it, it can start as something foreign. And then later, because you married it, you got used to it, it can now turn to you. That's a, more, that's a, a bigger... Are you seeing it? And that's why you can't, at that point, you can't cast them out. Thank you for even the question. Are you now seeing the, we now enter the technical details of why you can't cast them out. Why you could cast them out before is because it was not you. They possessed you. So you take out what possessed you and you are fine. But you can't cast out what you love. That's the problem. Your will, you bind your will to it. You agreed with it. So even if I say cast out, do you like that? <laughs> 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 you know, are you seeing the problem? And those, that's why those, those guys, so when you see somebody like that, they won't, won't they will look okay. They, they won't be demon possessed. They have calculations of mind, knowledges. You see them many in this earth. In this right, this western world, they are prevalent. They are, even their speech is calculated and they talk well. In that case, you can't. When someone you see somebody, it's not the only What do you want to cast out? So, until the person is now willing to go through the school process of judgment, of righteousness, which is called the doctrine of Christ, teaching. Thank you for that. When the question has pulled out more understanding. Is everybody okay? Are we being blessed? I want to make sure we are being blessed. Does anyone have any questions again? Are we sure? Any clarifications? So you see here, from toe and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And that was the reason why he was there that day. He doesn't go there every day, otherwise you'd have heard it. Why? One man on earth was not just believing in, you get me in a sense, I want to call it to you being born again. Being born again is being on the earth, to and fro. You still have your earthly mind. You still have in, a, in your sense a carnal mind. Am I communicating? You still have your earthly mind. You still have in a sense your carnal mind. 
So you are born again. So all you know is the name of Jesus, which is wonderful. Because that won't, they won't just, you know, some demons can disturb people. Some demons can be disturbing people. That when you see some people who are demon possessed, don't, don't open Bible yet. That's not the problem. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a fellow, you know, that's one of us that comes from meetings, some of the our meetings of the Labor's Convention sometimes, rent, you know, it doesn't really come from meetings. So I counsel him. I counsel him. And he's facing some issues right now. He used to do, so every week, we used to do, do a short Bible study just to teach him. But he now, he started facing some issues recently that mount. I don't have mount to open Bible. <laughs> I say we'll, we'll turn the Bible study to, we'll be praying. Prayer meeting for now. This the matter is serious on the ground. So, uh, so I was so I was saying, okay, let's. I will pray a little bit. I open Bible. I can't open Bible. Can I don't know what am I going to say? No, no. It, I just dry up. No revelation. God, it's, it's not revelation. It's bad. It. It's prayer. So that thing can calm down first. That situation. Yes. And maybe that's even. It will be a door to open him up more. Praise God. So they get some situation. <laughs> Don't pray. Use the name of Jesus. Teach milk. If last last, if anything, teach milk. Use the name of Jesus. Deal with such situations first. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Are we still together in the house, please? Oh, give me 20 minutes roundup. Amen. But we are touching something, are we not? So, toe and throw up and down. Name of Jesus, then who is Christ? Head. Are you saying up? Christ is up. So when you are learning Christ, where are you going? Up. Up. My little children in whom I travel again, in childbirth, till Christ be formed in you. Meaning until you go, go up. And what was it traveling? When did it, which, which scripture did I just read? Galatians chapter 4. Remember what happened to the Galatian church? Oh, ye Galatians. Oh, ye foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? What was it? It was not demons. That was their problem. The Galatian church was dealing with spiritual wickedness in high places. Rulers of the darkness of this world that has bewitched their mind. He, Paul had to start again. You see, are you see, it's so clear. Paul was not saying, cast it out in the name of Jesus. Paul said, I have to labor again to teach you Christ. To deal with this bewitchment. So that they can start going up again. Praise the name of the Lord. So, the movement upward. Hey. Ah. The movement upward is more debilitating than the toe and fro movement. War fight. The movement upward is a fight. But guess what? Jesus has also given us all power against every resistance to your movement to God. All power. How do I know? Bible. Revelation of the Bible. All power. The keys are there. Unlock it. You will break them. 
You will break them. Unlock the Bible, you will break them. Come on, somebody. They are there. Let me, how would I liken this to? Let me liken this to, let me use U.S. politics. Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> now they think that we come mad. <laughs> uh, when Republicans enter, what would they do? All the Republican policies, A to Z. When the Democrats enter, what would they do? They will first undo all the Republican policies. In fact, they don't start doing their own policies. Are you seeing it? So now, when the Bible says that Jesus destroyed him with the power of death, he actually destroyed him. Do you get me? He destroyed him with his own government. So Satan has a government, which is his power. Jesus used his own government to destroy that government. Now, the fact that he destroyed the government is not your choice to determine whose government you want to be under. It's your choice. Am I communicating? It's your choice. Meaning, whose policy do you want to live by? So, if many people are born again but are still living, let's say Democrat is devil. You are still living by democratic policy. <laughs> the Democrat. I just slow. Amen. You are still living by what? They are policies. Even though you are a Christian. Am I communicating? Even though that you are a Christian, you still like what they, what, what they offer. You still live by it. You use it for your living. Are you seeing that? So is, does, that not, does that not mean that Jesus has not destroyed Satan? No. He has already destroyed Satan. You are not just enrolled in the school of Jesus' policies. So it's your choice. You didn't go to a school. So when he says, I have the understanding, the keys of the hell and death, he means come to my school. I will teach you how to smash the gates of hell and break death. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, my God. Hey, are we ready today? I need, we need to see this one. Are we ready? Are we ready? Azar 25. Let's see Azar 25. Azar 25. From verse 6. Yes. Let me remember this is our <laughs> the, the foundation of scripture of this ministry. Isaiah 25 from verse 6. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines on the lees, of fat things full of marrow, of wines on the lees well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over all people and the veil that is spread over all nations. Who is that? Satan. Verse 8. He will swallow up death. What death is that? The death of the hell. In victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebuke of his people shall be taken away from off all the earth. For the Lord has spoken it. Hey. Now, what cost 
What caused the veil to be taken away? The feast. That is started with feast. Feast of fat things. Wines on the leaves. Well refined. What is the feast? Word. 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 Water and spirit, not so. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John chapter 3 verse 3 and then verse 5. To enter the kingdom, you must be born of water and the word. And the water is the word. Water and spirit. Amen. Because it's by the washing of water, by the word. That's how Christ washes his bride, his church. So you can't break that veil by prayer. After you pray, how will they answer you? With word. They will give you the revelation of your problem. The revelation that you are the one who is holding his thoughts. You are the one who is embracing his life. Amen? That you must backbite to get ahead. Just an example. <laughs> are you seeing it? And when you see, you see people prospering by backbiting. They are getting promotion at work. Ah! Hey, let me not call and beat the loser. Ah, you now go to your boss. Excuse me, sir. This person also did this and this and this and that. Are you seeing it? Now, let me tell you something. One thing with life is that whatever works is what multiplies. So Satan sells his life as the life that the only life that works. Yes. So by the time it now comes to me, maybe I just step into the, the room. Before I stepped into the room, let's say the genie, the genie was there, Femi was there, Femi was in the room. You get me? Let's say it's Ginny who started the whole backbiting. And now she's the manager. <laughs> manager of backbiters. <laughs> Go for it. The Femi now So my Femi, my Femi started backbiting Effie. Do you get me? Femi now got promoted, supervised. Ah, Effie say, ah, so this is the way. The Effie now started backbiting. Me, maybe me. But I'm gonna back. Then if you give, if you now senior advisor. By the time I now enter the room, I now know the story. Is it working? It's working. Before <laughs> 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 you know, what would I start trying to do? I too, we want to backbite too. Before you know, it, the whole company is a company of backbiters. So if you want to work in that company, you must be. <laughs> you know, in different companies, they have different cultures. That's why sometimes you need leading. That God should help you when you are searching for a job. Because of the culture in places. I've been in some hostile environments before. Hmm. Yeah, amongst us, we know of people who have also been in hostile environments before. Even racists. Yeah. So, amen. So, you need, you need, even, you need God to help. Because it's a, sometimes there's a certain culture of in a place. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Am I communicating somebody? We are beginning to round up. So now, now let me now tell you this. Uh, let me use another example. When maybe maybe your maybe your grandmother or maybe your parents say, "This is how they always from where we come from, oh, from where we come from, this is how we always do it too. These are our customs. <laughs> it's evil, but these are our customs. This is how we always do it." This is the question you should ask. Who is the day? <laughs> Who is the day? If you wrote, if you wrote it back down, you find that maybe hundred years ago it was one family to another family did something. Then it now became popular in the village, and it now spread from family to family. They now say this: from where we are, where we come from, we only marry in this area. Because maybe one family hundred years ago experienced that another woman from another village they behave like this. They say, "Don't mind, don't go in our customs." They now start sending all your uncles to call you. <laughs> I thought they would be Christians, so, but in that matter, it's our customs. This is how we always do. It. It's a lie. It started from one person. Every evil starts from one person. So you can stop it. Yes. One person too can end it. Yes. Yes. By the time Jesus landed, this is how we always do it to all of us, my hell boys. Uh, hell, hell. This one is head of hell. This one is supervisor in hell. This one is assistant hell gates. The whole world are falling by the time Jesus arrived. You know, say, I will stand. Foxes have their holes, birds have their nests, but the Son of Man had nowhere to lay his head. The Bible says he who suffered a great contradiction of sinners amongst himself. It wasn't a beating that was the suffering, it was everybody around him was wrong. Yes. And he had to stand his ground. One man, one man oh. Hey! One man. And by that one man, he put an end to it. He gave us confidence that we too we can stand. We don't have to follow what the whole world is doing. Let everybody steal. I will not steal. Last, last. Somebody else will join me and not steal. Salvation has already begun. That's how it happens. And that's how you break the gates of hell. Yes. That's how you break the gates of hell. You don't have to follow what the world is following. You can put an end to it in your own life. Now, obviously, when somebody stands like that, (laughs) all hell can want to break loose against you. Why? Because you are judging all of them. You are judging the whole world. Do you know why once you start learning Christ, challenges come? It's because the enemy knows that just one witness, hey, just one witness standing up. One witness, Paul, he crumbled the whole Roman Empire. Do you know it's because of Paul? Eh? Before Paul was in Rome, who was who was who knew Jesus? Excuse me, who knew Jesus? Nobody. When Paul entered Rome, one, at least one person will start hearing him. Before you know it's the second person. After a while, he started writing letter. 
Let me go and show you. Let's go to the book of Romans. Let's see the people. This is Romans. Who Paul? Romans chapter 16. And I'll round up. Chapter 16, verse 1. First, Paul came alone. See, I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister. Phoebe is not a Jew. <laughs> eh? Phoebe is part of the Roman Empire. Yes. She converted. Verse 2. That ye receive her in the Lord as become a sense, and that ye assist her in whatever business she had need of you, and for she has been a succor of many, and of myself also. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ. So there were many. Look at this. Salute my well-beloved. Verse 5. Epanitus. Does that sound like a Jewish name to you? That one is Greek, eh? Salute Androkios, Junior, my kinsmen, and my fellow prisoners. My kinsmen. So those ones may be Jews. Greet Amplias, my beloved in the Lord. Salute Oban, our helper in Christ. And Tashtachis, my beloved. Verse 10. Salute Apelles, approved in Christ. You know then, they were migrants too. So there were Greeks living in, in, Israel, in Rome. There were Jews living in But not all of them in the church of Rome were Jews or even Greeks. Some of them were Romans as well. And just by that, Rome was taken. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Eventually, what happened? They didn't sing creed. They put Bible together quickly. <laughs> because one man stood. One man stood. Father, we thank you today. We give you praise. We exalt your holy name for how you have blessed us. You will help us to stand. In the name of Jesus. You will help us to come under the authority of teachings of Christ. Yes. You will help us. Even when we don't want to. Please, can you pray this prayer? Even when I don't want to. You will help me to lend the Christ to beat my enemies. Even the ones I like. Even the ones I do not know I have. The thoughts that I, I call myself, that are not really me, I bought it from an evil spirit. From a spiritual wickedness, from a ruler with darkness. And I call it myself. I cannot interpret it for myself. Lord, you can help me to interpret my darkness. As the psalmist will say, deliver me, enlighten my darkness, O oh God. Enlighten us, please. Enlighten my darkness. Break me from the chains of hell. From the top patterns of evil. The wrong way of thinking. Bring me into this fellowship of light. Bring me into light. In the name of Jesus. Shemeni kalabalashi etabedishataya. Eli kapali asataya. From today forth, Father, we surrender our souls, our lives unto you dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You.